I don't know how many of you have visited a desert and spent some time there, but I have a few times here in the United States, but especially in Israel. And I remember when we were in seminary, we went to Masada, which was a giant plateau kind of mountain that was significant in the history of the chosen people. And man, it, it, it was warm that day. And if you wanted to get some relief, do you know where you would go to take a dip? The Dead Sea. Who wants to take a dip in the Dead Sea? It's kind of like a toxic chemical dump with water. And it's like, oh, this is a little unpleasant. And you get the heat during the day, and then you get the cold during the night. We, another place, same trip, we started at the base of Mount Sinai at night. It's in the desert. Oh, man, that was cold. And we slept overnight in the desert. It's like, okay, that's been there, done that. I don't want to do that again. Cold, and then it gets hot during the day. All right, so John the Baptist lived in the desert for years. And it was in preparation for him to be the prophet we heard today, proclaiming Jesus Christ. Okay, so what happens in the desert? It gets hot. And I want that to symbolize for you that in the desert, John or anybody who goes out there confronted his sins. And he met the heat of God's love there, the heat of his love, and was purged. Those sins were burned away. And it's cold in the desert, and I want you to see John encountering the cold of life without God, without this repentance that he talked about, without the forgiveness of sins. So John stayed there and was formed by the heat and the cold, all directed by God in preparation for him to come out of the desert. And what did he say? Repent. Turn your lives around to God. He was the authentic authority formed by the grace of God in order to do that. And the reason why he was saying repent is because he came to testify to his cousin, to Jesus. And even though he did not say it in the prophecy that we heard today, he could have said it this way, that my cousin... Jesus, now we're thinking of Isaiah in the first reading, is that shoot that sprouted from the stump of Jesse. And what all of that meant is that Jesus came from the chosen people, the chosen people that continued to turn their back on God. They lost their kingdom. They were in exile. All things went wrong because of their sin, including that great dynasty that God had started through Jesse and then his son, King David. And here comes the shoot that sprouts. It is Jesus. And how is this King Jesus described? But one filled with the Spirit, wisdom, counsel, understanding, fear of the Lord, all of that, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we can hear, filled with the Holy Spirit, to come into the world 
to save the world. He has everything, everything that is needed to save people like you and like me. And this is what John was testifying to when he spoke of Jesus. But you also heard of this. Here we go. That this king, this Jesus, was one who was just, who was filled with the justice of God. As justice of God, especially as it applies to those who sin. That's all of us. As it applies to those who sin, he administers the justice of God. And what is that justice, I ask you? Well, you know that that tree, you know, that the stump is there, but there used to be a great big tree. What happened to all the wood from that, from that stump? What happened to all that wood? This is how I imagine it. The wood from that tree was turned into the wood of the cross so that God's justice may be administered by the Chosen One, filled with the Holy Spirit, to win us forgiveness of our sins. He went to the cross to sit on His throne of the cross to administer God's justice, which ultimately was taking the penalty for our sins and so that we would be forgiven. And John was testifying to that. Now, Jesus hadn't been crucified yet, but John was testifying to that. The justice of God is in the world, and it is Jesus, and administered through Jesus, who would be on the cross. Okay, that sets the whole stage then for that word, and I I mentioned it at the homily, or the beginning of Mass, rather, to, to listen for in the homily, and that is repentance. It sets the stage for repentance. Do you know how we meet the justice of God? Do you know how we open ourselves to the gifts of the Spirit of God in our lives? It is through repentance. And I'm going to say the fundamental way that we meet God is through our repentance. We say no to the stuff that's not of God. That's sin. We say no to the stuff that is not of God. And we want to forsake that. For what? For the justice of God, which is merciful forgiveness. And a change in course in our lives, for sure. A change in course in our lives that is with God as opposed to against Him or not with Him. And repentance comes in two ways. One, as I'm going to call a fundamental repentance, where we say, you know what? I'm not going to be of this world. I'm not going to be of anything but God. I'm going to to give my life to God. And one time or another, that's what we're all called to do. And hopefully we do it now. But we're all called to give our lives to God. And then when you do, we're human beings. We're not perfect. So we still experience sin in our lives. But we're going in the right direction, hopefully. And so we repent. We repent of our sins and say, I'm not perfect. I haven't done everything you've asked me to do. I haven't loved the way you want me to. But I come to you, God, and I ask for your justice, which is the merciful forgiveness of God. That's what we do. 
when we respond to the call of John to repentance. We know of the cold of our sins or when we turn our backs to God. And when we repent and seek forgiveness, then the heat, the flame of God's love is upon us. It doesn't burn us up and, and destroy us, but purifies us and opens us ever more beautifully and deeply to the life of God within us. That's what came from the stump of Jesse as Jesus died on the cross for our forgiveness of sins, prophesied by Isaiah so, so long ago. That's why I say the fundamental thing in our lives is repentance. So today, let us hear the voice of the Baptist who purified himself, cleansed himself, authentically preaches to us that word of repentance. Turn your lives to God. That means turn away from anything in your lives that is not of God. Be cleansed and purified of it. So that means, what do we do? We go to confession, and we confess our sins. What do we do? We receive the gift of the Spirit and that forgiveness of our sins. And we say, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me counsel. Give me fear of you. Give me understanding. Give me all of those gifts, please, so that I can live a life that you desired and do desire me to live. That comes through repentance, turning away from sin, turning away from a former way of life, if you will, and walking towards and with our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us heed the word that comes to us from the desert and turn our lives unto God.